Greetings all and welcome to The Hardest Word. It's me, Brett Dehoot, your host. This edition of the podcast is devoted to all creatures, great and small, very small indeed, at least for this apology by Saranan Rananan Saranathan from Chennai in India, and he's penned an apology to a creature that I don't really think he feels badly towards at all, and why would you? The sound quality, it's not great, but the writing is rather exquisite. Enjoy. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I am sorry. I know this apology is a posthumous one, but it's true to my heart. I should not have killed you. I know you would have had lots of dreams of flying high and I should not have clipped your wings at all. You had business with each and every person you meet. But I ended it up when you met me. You wouldn't have imagined it when you were buzzing all around and planned for the next move. But I couldn't control. Oh, those screaming noises you made, those biting pain you gave, and not to talk of those sleepless nights thanks to you. Sometimes it made me sick and I couldn't even work. Can't bear any more and I had to load a punch on you and had to kill you mercilessly. I am sorry mosquito. I am sorry mosquito that I had to kill you for me to live. As someone who once contracted malaria, I don't feel there is ever any need to apologize to mosquitoes. Well done, sir. You know, this program promises real apologies from real people all across the globe. And that is what we are doing every edition. Edition one, we went to Gaza and Palestine where we heard from Rami Manure, who gave us a fantastic apology to his spectacles. You should listen to that if you haven't already. Sadly, uh, Rami's cat has gone missing and he's hoping this apology will encourage it to return. Dear sweet cat Suso, I do really apologize for my tab being crazy. I feel so sorry for terribly kicking you out of the home. Please pardon me. I was very stressed out. Our human life is turning so tough. It seems that you little pets are being affected badly by the increasing stress. Yet, you know that I have ever treated you very nicely. So please, pardon me, Susu, and I do promise you not to treat you that harsh again, my lovely friend and pet. Please come back so I will look for you until I finally hug you. My sincerest apologies again. My dog Archibald's not really much of a cat person. He uh, only has one line related to cats and he repeats it often. And that's cats are stupid. Cats are stupid. And once I asked him, Archibald, really, you know, can we go beyond this, please? How about an historical perspective on cats? To which he simply replied after thinking about it for a moment, he said, cats have always been stupid. 
Like Archibald, I'm more of a dog person myself. So this next apology from Harriet Paul in Bristol, in England, may be more Archibald's bowl of tea. My name's Harriet and I feel the need to apologise to our old family dog, Maisie. Sadly, Maisie passed away recently. Um, My family were all sat around reminiscing about her when my brother brought up a story from a long time ago that I'd completely forgotten about and I started to feel very guilty and I didn't say anything, so I'm going to say sorry now. Um, Basically, when she was a puppy, Maisie was quite naughty and she went through a phase of burying things in the garden, um, things that she thought were important. Uh, So she buried her toys, she buried dog treats and she also buried things of ours like the remote control for the TV Um, at the time my older brother had just got a new Nokia phone and I was pretty jealous of it because I wasn't allowed one and he wouldn't let me play on it so one day he did something to annoy me and got me in trouble and so as payback I decided it would be a good idea to steal his phone Um, and I was there playing with it when he realised it had gone missing and he went all over the house looking for it and thought I had stolen it obviously I denied it and then realized I was going to get in trouble so what I decided to do was go outside and bury the phone in the garden and blame it on Maisie Uh, so I watched as he spent the rest of the day going around the house looking for the phone getting more and more panicked about where the phone was um, and I was feeling a bit guilty so I suggested he go and look in the garden maybe Maisie had taken it Um, So they went outside, they rang the phone, and lo and behold, there it was, buried in the dirt. Of course, Maisie got blamed for the whole incident, and I got away scot-free. Until now, so I'd like to apologise to Maisie. I'm sorry you got the blame for something I did all that time ago. You're a good dog, really. Um, And I guess I should also apologise to my brother for taking your phone and burying it in mud. (laughs) Sorry. That's clearly a travesty of canine justice there. That's one for the legal beagles out there. Dogs, of course, are man's best friend. I like to think this podcast is your second best friend. And thus that you're subscribing, you're liking us on Facebook, you're uh, considering making your own apology. And I am serious. Of course, this show is all about real apologies from real people across the globe. And we need people like you to get something off their chest. You'll feel better for it. It can be serious. It can be silly, as long as it's sincere. And if you want to just write it, you'll find a voice for it. That's not a problem. And, uh, you know, you might feel better. Who knows? It might even bring you and someone back together. That would be good, wouldn't it? We'd love an outcome like that. We'd love your support. We really appreciate you listening. Now, last edition, I mentioned this next apology because it's not something that happens every day. It was a very bad day in a very bad period for Joanne, who lives in uh, Petaling Jaya in Malaysia. Now, poor Joanne had a lot going on at this point in her life. And on this day, things just got worse and worse worse. Don't worry though folks, the ending it's not so bad. Apology to my therapy dog. It is said that forgiveness comes from within. But what if you commit an act of unspeakable cruelty accident? It might be that haunts you forever? 
September 2013 was easily the worst month of my life for two simple reasons. First, I had my first ever epileptic attack. And second, I ran over my own therapy dog. I remember that devastating day like it was only a heartbeat ago. Every night, when I close my eyes, I can still see the blood slicking the tires of rear wheels and hear the wail of my best friend. All I had wanted to do was get out of the house to make a quick supply run at the pet store to grab a few things for my animals. I had no idea my dog had crawled under my car and was sound asleep. She was a senior dog, an old thing going partially blind in one eye, but with a heart still just for me. I clutched my steering wheel and began to back out until I ran over an unusual bump on the porch tiles. A yell pierced the air, and all hell broke loose. My muscles seized and spasmed unnaturally, and my mind went blank for several long seconds. Seconds that grew older into minutes with me still jerking in my car seat, trapped under the strap of my seatbelt. When full awareness kicked in, I was slow and sluggish, but my mind was screaming, Go! 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 And I knew something worse had happened. I staggered out of the car and dragged my dog's flailing body under my sedan. There was so much blood, flags of it staining the tiles, splatters of it coating the underside of the wheels. It was a nightmare. Then, through some miracle, she got up on all fours, my thug, proud dog, and I saw nothing but forgiveness in her hazel brown eyes. She knew what I had done wasn't intentional. She knew through my sobs and tears that I needed her. And with one broken leg, she crawled into my lap, like she always does, and licked my elbow. My darling, I know it's been years and I lost you in the end, but I am so sorry. I miss you every day. Well, it's just about time to bring this whole sorry business to a close. Next edition, we look inwards to thyself. And there is one apology from a young woman in Nigeria, which I think is going to downright inspire you. That's a word that's overused, but it's a joy to just see that one on the page and hear it in my headphones. I'm looking forward to bringing you that. Brian Wallace is the man who makes this podcast sound as good as it does. He creates all the sounds and music and effects himself beyond editing it. Thanks, Brian. Dubrobot.com is his website where you can find out about his many and varied pursuits and personae. Dubrobot.com. I think that's it. From me, your host, Brett DeHoot, farewell.